6.30 on the dot, what? We are awesome. I did just start recording, just to, just to just get us in the mood. Hey, hey, oh, it's me, yeah, you know. Alright, you know, fuck it, we're rolling right into this shit. What's up? How y'all doing? It's your boy. I'm cutting all this. Um, Please don't ever say it's your boy. It's your boy. I don't know why anybody likes saying that. This episode of Space Time Taco is not brought to you by Dr. Pepper, but we could be. As ready as I'll ever be. Hello and welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. I'm your host, Chris, with... Nate. No Nate Cam today. Uh, Water-related circumstances, I don't know. Um, shit happens. I understand that completely. There was part of me that was like, do I want to do Cam? And then I'm like, well, Nate won't do Cam if I'm not doing Cam. And then Nate isn't doing Cam anyway, so I'm like, that would have been really boring to just see a static image with two people faces drawn by me but still whatever i also <laughs> for the video watcher people i i put up my um we had a divider and we had replaced it because we got a better divider for the the living space um and i said you know what let's just see how this looks i kind of like it yes. i don't know if audio wise it'll do anything um no, it probably doesn't insulate any audio, but it is a cleaner backdrop. <laughs> yeah, said a bunch of shit instead of basically the living room, um, kind of semi separation. I wish I I want to look into it and try and make like a more permanent kind of divider like that. Um, okay. Now you just need to put RGB all over it. The problem is, <laughs> come, um, a month in ten days from now. That's right. A month from ten days and now, uh, from in, from now, we uh, I got some shit I gotta move around, or buy a month and ten days from now. Um, mm -hmm. I have a whole bunch of shit to reorganize and move and make things work for a twenty-four hour pod or podcast live stream podcast. Technically, I guess you could technically <laughs> call it a podcast. It's us talking for twenty-four hours. Um, Livecast, a pod stream. Oh God. Uh, but yeah, um, we've got our extra life 24 hours still happening. I'm not, not letting that happen just cause we're in a weird living situation. We're not going to continue raising money for the kids. Uh, even though we can't use hashtag for the kids anymore because legal reasons, um, I can't remember exactly what the new, new slogan was. Uh, mm -hmm. oh, it's for the kids for the future or something like that. Hmm. I don't remember. Um, I'll have to look into it. Either way, we're still planning on doing our nearly 24-hour charity stream for Extra Life. Uh, more details. I want to really copyright a hashtag. It was the slogan. They copyrighted the slogan itself. Um, the hashtag, I mean, we used hashtag the number for the kids. Uh, so fuck them. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're still going to do that. That'll be occurring. Occurring? Happening. Occurring. I don't like occurring. I know it's like a more professionally sounding version of the word, but I still don't like it. Um, that happens. November 13th, starting at, I think we are going 9am to 9am. Um, more will be coming out as we slowly get closer. Uh, I think we're currently sitting at $200 or maybe 300 I can't remember exactly. Um, which, you know, any anything going in is, is a nice little feel. Uh, yeah. But yeah. 
so yeah, now we're just going to get into some bullshit. Because um, <laughs> we haven't seen each other or talked to each other for two weeks. Because while we are friends, um, we're bad at communication. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're also always busy. It's true. It's life. You know. There is not a moment I've had to myself pretty much this entire past week. So, <laughs> Nate? I don't know what that the meaning of self is anymore. <laughs> um, no, I was able to do some stuff with some friends last night, which was enjoyable. But even then, I was consistently getting pestered by other people. So, yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, let's start off by. I guess it's funny because in an, in a way, the way that we have our what we're watching, reading, shit. Uh, listed it really was this first thing happened mm -hmm. this first thing happened and then this thing came out and I'm mad that I've only watched one episode of that thing so far um, I've watched none of it so I believe me. I'm not going to spoil anything at all but I will highly recommend constantly <laughs> just continuously say do it just fucking do it um, so yeah let's start off with, with what I, I guess both did you watch all nine episodes or nine Six. There's, there's, I believe nine of them. Yeah. Um, I actually have not finished the last one, but I've gotten most of the way through it. So there's really not much more in there that I need to concern myself with. But there's a reason why I love Star Wars Visions so much, and that's because like Star Wars anime should kind of have always been a thing. <laughs> yeah, I um, think one of my favorite things I remember reading. Um, I think, can't remember if we talked about it on here if I talked about it somewhere else. Um, was people complaining that Star Wars shouldn't have anything to do with Japanese culture? And I'm like, do you, do you know what Star Wars is based from? Do you know where the basis like, of the whole fucking universe is? Like, I'm sorry, what? Like, <laughs> if you don't pick up, if even like as a kid. If, like, someone is showing you a new hope for the very first time, like, that's how our generation was introduced to Star Wars, is the generation before us, you know, was there when the original trilogy was released, and then, you know, our parents or a friend or somebody showed it to us, yeah. right? And if you don't, like, if you know anything about, like, samurai at all, like, Star Wars should immediately hit you with that vibe. <laughs> you know, you've got literally ancient space mystic warriors having laser sword fights like come on how much more samurai does it get than that in sci-fi yeah. you know short of like actually giving them a katana to fight with <laughs> which would also be kind of cool um when yeah. you know what oddly enough now that you say that i just remember the fact that technically the uh dark saber is basically a katana yeah, it's sword-shaped. Yeah. And even more so, we see that in Star Wars Vision. Like, they have sword-shaped lightsabers. Yeah. Um, I definitely have some favorites. Uh, I feel like my favorites are going to be different than your favorites so far. Um, speaking Probably. on that, your... Let me pull up the actual episode titles. Uh, the, um, the final episode, I... Obviously, like you said, we said there's nine episodes. You you said you watched one through eight, right? Yeah. Uh, have you started nine? 
I've watched most of nine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, nine is is one of my least favorite episodes. Um, in it, the animation style itself take the the animation. Yeah, the style takes a little getting used to to begin with, but overall, it just was not. I didn't like it as much as most of the other ones. Um, well, my... there's, there's kind of a big problem with the way Visions was produced and streamed, at least in the U.S., right? Is all of these episodes have Japanese uh, soundtracks on them, Japanese mm-hmm. yeah. you know, voice acting on them, right? The issue with Disney Plus is if you put on subtitles, the subtitles are always in an opaque black bar on Disney Plus. You can for adjust anything. them. No, I didn't know you could adjust them. Yeah, okay. they're set. I can't remember where the settings were, but there is a way to change that. Um, so, well, there's certain episodes, specifically episode two, where it's like if you watch that episode in English versus Japanese, it is night and day quality. <laughs> oh yeah, is it really? It oh, is wow. because. I Joseph Gordon-Levitt voices the main character in that episode, right? Bobby Moynihan? Yeah. So they, they got, like, a bunch of famous people to do the voices of the characters. And that's all well and good and stuff like that. But if you're going to do something like have have an actor who has no formal, like, vocal training as far as singing is concerned, mm-hmm. do a song, especially a Japanese song in your show, in English, like... You're you've already set yourself up for failure, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I um I watched every episode in Japanese except for I don't remember which one it was. I the only reason I did I I didn't watch one. I can't remember what fucking episode it is because I had to watch it in English because for some reason I watched it day one. I watched and I binged the entire mm-hmm. season or yeah the entire season in one sitting sitting. Um, but I couldn't get the subtitles to work um the subtitles work for every episode except for a single episode i can't like again i can't remember which episode it was it -hmm. wasn't bad enough that it it made me not like the episode um so it definitely wasn't tattooing rhapsody um (laughs) (laughs) although i do like the fact that um the i almost said just the voice of boba fett the Mm -hmm. most consistent voice of Boba Fett um, because now I can never I yeah. can't remember how to pronounce his name it's... well Tamara Morrison is it just Tamara Morrison okay yeah um, he's I mean he's the definitive voice of Boba Fett now at this like, point yeah they've actually in every new version they've gone back and put his voice over um, the original lines uh, which I'm okay with I fuck I have the Boba Fett head signed by Jeremy Bullock and I'm like I don't care <laughs> I still appreciate him as the actor. I've met him. That's fucking awesome. But in a universe where he has now been such a consistent actor throughout fucking everything. um, Yeah, please, please put him over on the voice. Uh, The only other thing that I would have accepted would be um, D. Bradley Baker, who voices every single clone trooper. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I don't think it's worth it for us to recap every episode here. That's probably going to take too long. But what I want to know here, because you kind of already discussed this earlier, just out of the nine episodes, what is your favorite episode out of this this run? So, I'm going to pick three. And the three are the three ones I want to see more of that universe. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm only going to say three, because the fourth is technically one that I just fucking love the 
right. <laughs> so it's it's different things. So the duel. The duel, which is the first episode, um, it was the one that was done by, um, actually, I think it's the team that worked on a lot of um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, uh, worked on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the director of this, I can't, I don't know if it's the director or the writer, but they did. Same person. Uh, oh, no. Oh, that makes sense. Um, the studio is Kamikaze Doga, yeah. which did a lot of the stuff for Afro Samurai and batman ninja actually that's right um and you can definitely see that in the animation uh i i don't want a whole like tv series or whatever based off this i want a whole fucking full-length feature film in this universe from what i've heard this is the only episode out of all of them that is getting a novelization i won't read that because i don't like reading i like watching um (laughs) the story will be continued with a novel series apparently okay i wish there was a comic series at the very least um yeah, I I absolutely fucking love that one. Uh, it, the moment it started, like even just from the trailer, seeing that little bits of the duel, because this is the one that is completely black and white except for the lightsabers. Um, and this was, uh, I immediately got Seven Samurai vibes, and I, oh yeah, fucking love that movie. So this entire thing, I'm like, this is this is the perfect Star Wars way to start well, this fucking thing off. It was intentional that it gave you those vibes and it was intentional that it was also the first episode Mm -hmm. because like we said star wars doesn't just draw inspiration from japanese culture but a specific part of it which are those old akiri kurosawa film akira kurosawa films yeah things like seven samurai and a bunch of other stuff that he's worked on as well i can't really remember because seven samurai is the most popular film yo jimbo Um, Um, but uh did he also do your jimbo yeah Okay. Um, so, yeah. The castle movie too. But Akira Kurosawa, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, he is sort of the pioneer of the original samurai film. And samurai films for him are like what spaghetti for Japan are basically what spaghetti westerns are for the United States. Um and they even share a lot of similarities between those two genres. It's a lot of, you know, lone hero stuff or a group of, you know, ragtag heroes stuck together who get sort of thrust into an adventure they didn't really ask for to save a bunch of people that they don't really know or don't even really want to save. Um, and that's very much the plot of this episode, is this Ronin, who you suspect on first glance to be a Jedi, um, you know, is basically called to action to save this town from a group of bandits who's led by a Sith. And then you find out that the Ronin himself is also a Sith. Maybe, mm. like, a disillusioned Sith, but... <laughs> yeah, and that's one of those things where, like, they don't really explain... It, it, it isn't explained, again, because it's a short. They don't really explain whether or not he is mm-hmm. just a, a Sith that has changed... Not changed, but mm-hmm. adopted his own mindset or whatever. Um, yeah. Well, it the thing about red lightsabers, right, is... It's not like you have to be a Sith to use a red lightsaber Mm -hmm. in the first place. The issue with red lightsabers, though, is, at least in the Legends sort of lore for Star Wars, before Disney picked it up and all the canon got changed, is the way a Sith would make a red lightsaber is they'd take a regular kyber crystal, usually from a defeated Jedi's lightsaber, and then focus so much dark force energy into it, the kyber crystal would actually start bleeding. Mm-hmm. And that gave the red, red lightsaber its color. 
And then in later iterations, it was, okay, they were using synthetic kyber crystals um, to create these lightsabers. So there's nothing to say that a Jedi can't use one, but 90% of the time, if someone's got a red lightsaber, it's because they either are a Sith now or were a Sith before. Yeah. Um, but we see later on in episodes like The Ninth Jedi that that can change. So, <laughs> so it's funny that you bring that up. All right, boy, let's get you off the desk before I start. All right. Um, sorry, he's shaking my desk, which is shaking the background now. Um, <laughs> so the the three, uh, yeah, the three three that I would actually want to see like a continuation into a series. The Elder, mm-hmm. which to me was just fucking beautifully done. Um, it. It reminded me a lot of series that I have watched growing up as a kid, uh, anime-wise. Um, and it even has... It isn't as, like, aged-looking as Lop and Ocho. Um, but the the Elder definitely was... Oh, you know what? Lop and Ocho is the one that I couldn't get working in Japanese. Um, I just realized that because I'm looking at the, the voice actors and I'm like, I know who these people are. Um <laughs> But yeah, the elder definitely was one of those like I want to see more of this. I want to see these mm-hmm. two doing their patrol kind of thing. It felt it felt very um, Cowboy Bebop uh, mm-hmm. and um, Outlaw Star to me. Um, yeah. And the, yeah, the elder was yeah definitely one of my favorites. That that is you yeah you've seen that one. Um, the, well. I just want to go qu- quick through my other two. Um, mm-hmm. The Village Bride is another one that I enjoyed it. It it is very. That one was the the Ghibli, kind of one for me. That one kind of had like a, these people that are so in tune with the the nature around them and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like those kind of storylines and those kind of ideals in a show, kind of weaving into the awesome Jedi shit. Um, but yeah. then my favorite, and I just this is just hands down at this point. The more I think about it, I've already actually gone back and rewatched it at least once more. Um, was the Ninth Jedi? Uh, this, and I'm not going to spoil this one, um, but this is definitely one of the coolest ideas that I've seen built into the Star Wars universe. I know, again, these are all technically non-canon; these are technically Legends stories. Um, but the entirety of this episode, I'm like, I want, I want a whole fucking series, a whole universe based just well, off of this. That's the great thing about the Ninth Jedi is, if I was just watching the Ninth Jedi like as a standalone thing, even if it wasn't part of Visions, right? Mm-hmm. The Ninth Jedi is the one episode in this entire chain of episodes that feels like a pilot and a pilot episode for an anime. Yeah, right. Is the setup for it is really good. It goes through events at a good pace the entire way through. You get a character's origin story, basically. Mm-hmm. And the ending is quite literally set up for continuation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it is It is one of the best episodes. It's probably my favorite overall, just putting that out there. Yeah. Out of the entire thing. The interesting so thing about... Good. The Elder is, while it's a good episode, it was made also by Studio Trigger, um, which did an earlier episode, The Twins. Now, The Twins is very much the standard Studio Trigger over the top. It was very Kill Kill Killer. Style. Um, <laughs> yes. That one was visually, I thought it was incredible. Um, 
overall I didn't like it as much um by the end of it I was okay with the like the way that it ends it has a very nice mm-hmm. ending to me um I also didn't realize that the the voice actors for that were Neil Patrick Harris and Alison <laughs> yeah. Brie. Holy shit. I might need yeah. to rewatch some of these episodes in English. <laughs> well, the Twins is by far the most anime out of the entire series. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, ridiculous. Spoilers for the episode, but basically, like, they recreated one of the most beautiful shots in all of Star Wars film. In the most ridiculous way they possibly could. <laughs> You've got a guy in space standing on the nose of an X-Wing while his droid accelerates that X-Wing to hyperspace and uses his lightsaber, which is so overpowered, it cuts a Star Destroyer in half and then blows the sister's clothes off. <laughs> it's, like... He has enough, and that's the thing, you have to remember, he has enough power over this lightsaber in the power, mm-hmm. like he, and this is like a, a twist in the universe where the user of the saber can control the length of the beam, the power of the beam, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he literally is like giant sword, giant giant laser the entire time, tiny laser just to like scalpel this shit out of here, and then giant laser and <laughs> destroys the entire star destroyer. Yeah. Um, I it's... that that last scene, the last scene where he's sitting on the the back of the um the X wing, I really like. Like I want that as a, like a a screen capture and just have that as a background, <laughs> or as a fucking painting. I would put that, put that shit up on a wall. Um, yeah. I I would like to think that Tatooine Rhapsody technically has two endings. Um, <laughs> the first ending is the one where Hiroyuki Yoshino, the the Japanese voice actor sings the song and Jabba's like okay I'll let you guys go free or whatever and then the second ending is Joseph Gordon-Levitt singing the song and like nope you're fucking dead <laughs> you, it cuts the sounds of the the the, the laser I can't well, fucking I don't know what the name of the guns are I don't know what the fuck blasters. guns are called it, no, blasters that's it thank you um, the blasters go off and then it just fades to black no, no cut back to everybody being like okay continue singing um, and that's the thing. It, did you so? Did you only watch them in English? I watched them all in English, and I watched, I think, four of them in Japanese again. Okay, because um, that's the thing. Tatooine, Tatooine Rhapsody. It's not the best episode, but it's also not any. It's not my least favorite. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, no, no, it's definitely not my least favorite. I thought it was nice for it to go from. I like that it went the duel, which was this very darker, serious tone mm-hmm. into this lighthearted kind of super cartoony. Obviously, yes, it's anime, so it's technically all cartoons. But like, you've got chibi fucking Boba Fett over here, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's the thing that threw me off the most was that because te- you get introduced to the main character who's a Padawan, but like by the time they're doing all these performances and stuff, I'm like, are they adults? Because Boba Fett's an adult. <laughs> Boba Fett is a no, you know what? Boba Fett wouldn't be an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe? I mean, well, he no, he would be an adult. He should be an adult by that time. Well, let me see here. Tattooing in a battle during the Clone Wars. Because he falls he's into... During he's... the Reign of the Galactic Empire. Because, like, how many years later? Mm-hmm. Well, it. the thing is, is, as far as them being adults or not being adults, we're talking, like... This is really just a stylistic choice. I think mm-hmm. they went yeah. for the episode. 
it's made by Studio Colorado, who has made amazing stuff before. Like they're they're one of the top tier like anime studios out there, even if they only produce like a couple things. Oh, I didn't know they would they they did Burn the Witch. Yeah, they Holy did Burn shit. the Witch. They did they do a lot of like these niche projects, but their projects are also really really good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know Whisker Away is on Netflix. Um, I'm not sure if Penguin Highway is on there yet. I think it might be coming. Uh, but uh, Drifting Home is also coming to Netflix next year. Um, I mean, Burn the Witch for its three episodes is is just brilliant in everything that it does. I'm I love Burn still the Witch, so mad so. that there's there's nothing more than that. Um, but yeah, uh, we don't have to go into any more because obviously no. we've talked about our favorites, so that means most of the other ones are not exactly yeah. our favorite things. I mean my least favorite out of all of them and it's not that it's a bad episode you're it's gonna, just kind of one that put me to sleep was uh tob1 I, I knew you were gonna say it i knew you were gonna well, say TOB1. I, mean, I get what it is right it's supposed to be reminiscent of astro boy mm-hmm. um it's very much a pinocchio story right um but it's nothing i haven't seen before is the thing right yeah. is from from the moment the episode starts i can tell where the plot is going <laughs> there's, there's very little mystery or anything to discover in that episode uh, so this one is actually one of my least favorites. Again, it's not that it's bad. It's the the pacing for all of these seems normal. The pacing for this one seems super rushed. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Because um, you basically get the entirety of what would be a, a full-length feature film in, I think it's, I think this one was like 10 minutes, 15 mm-hmm. minutes, something like that. Um I want to just look it up. And that's the thing. None of these... The longest one is... It's 14 minutes. The The longest episode was, I think, The Ninth Jedi, and that was 22 minutes long. And that's yeah. where you're like, this This was just straight up just a uh, fucking um, pilot. It's, it's a pilot for its own series. Yeah. Like, it might as well be. Um, and, and again, like, I, I started this by saying, you know, Star Wars and anime are just two things that should go together. You mm-hmm. just haven't. Like... I don't know who could sit down and watch just the ninth Jedi by itself and say, I don't want more of this. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I'm sorry. It's just too good not to make more of that. So the, yeah, this one definitely. And I think I've talked about it before this even premiered. I've been like, I always wanted more animatrix. I always wanted more of that dark Knight, tales mm-hmm. of the dark Knight or whatever the fuck that thing. Oh, Gotham Knights. Um, yeah. And I, I wish, or and I hope, because it's Disney and they love throwing money at things that people enjoy. Hopefully, um, I hope that this comes back with more. I hope we get either, if not more, from mm. these stories, um, like we talked about the few that we do like and would like to see more of. Uh, but just, I'd be happy with just another season of nine random stories. Um, yeah. I mean, we already know we've got What If coming back every year. That's their plan. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would love to see more of this shit. I highly recommend it. If you have Disney Plus, fucking watch this shit. It takes like three hours to watch the entirety of it. You got that mm. time. Everybody has time. They can take three hours. I mean, it's not it's not long. It's not a labor-intensive watch at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that even if you don't watch it all at once, you can sit down and pop in an episode a day, and you'll be done that series in a week. So Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's... To me, it is probably one of the better things that they put on Disney Plus and one of the better things that has come out of the Star Wars universe, period. 
And um, 100% support the fact that they dropped it all at once. Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't they make this. All at once. And it goes to help support, you know, anime studios. Yeah. As, you know, in an English release. I mean, you're talking big studios here. People like Studio Trigger and Production IG. But yeah. you've got smaller people on this working as well. Studio Colorado. They need that funding to keep doing what they're doing. <laughs> um, Kamikaze Doga. If you want to see anything related to Afro Samurai, they need that funding to do it. <laughs> oh, man. I would love to see that come back. <clears throat> um, even Science Saru, who did the last episode, Akakiri. Like, it may not be your style or anything like that, but these studios need this funding to go a long way, and this really helps them out in a big way. And plus, there's just untapped potential here that Disney hasn't even touched yet there's so many more anime studios out there that can work on this can you imagine after the great work that kyo annie did on kobayashi season oh two god like if they did anything star wars <laughs> i would just love for them to be able to support them to be like hey mm -hmm. we I, I god damn i would have loved for them to be like hey here you go give it you can we'll give you this give all the money you go make an entire thing um so they actually uh science saru um actually did two different did two episodes. They did Akakiri and uh, Toby. Okay. I'm just pronouncing it Toby. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> what else have they... Did you say what they made or no? No, I didn't say what they made, but let's see. Oh, yeah, I'm going to Google that shiz real quick, because I don't really know them. Uh, feature films. Oh, uh, yeah, Shin chan Yokai Watch Movie. Um, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. What? <laughs> they made Japan Sinks. Yeah. Oh, God. If you want to feel nothing but sadness for multiple episodes in a row, <laughs> um, yeah, go check that out, I guess. Well, they also did some stuff on Space Dandy, Double Man oh. Call Baby. Um, keep your hands off. How do I pronounce this again? You so can. <laughs> yeah. Um,. It looks like they're making a. Is it, is it a spin off the Tatsumi Galaxy? Mm -hmm. I don't know something with Tatsumi Galaxy. Um, yeah, I I would highly recommend Japan Sinks, but it is super fucking sad. I only got a couple episodes in, and I'm like, I need to take a break. Um, it is the depressing disaster movie you will ever watch. <laughs> no, I haven't seen the movie version. I've only seen the um. I only watched the show. Uh, well. It is the most depressing disaster anything you will probably yeah. watch. <clears throat> oh, I didn't know they, they worked on OK Goyo promotional episodes. Fantastic mm -hmm. show. Um, Alright, so yeah. Highly recommend. 100%. Support anime people all the time. If you can. It's, I know it's harder to in America because... Um, but yeah. Uh, another big thing that kind of hit the internet and took like it over by storm like it's on people's tiktok feeds it's on twitter pages constantly um squid game which is a korean series on netflix excuse me mm, indigestion not good don't get old get old get old but just expect things not to feel as good <laughs> um but yeah uh korean series um that I don't want to spoil anything. It is incredible. And I've only seen one episode so far. And like the one episode alone 
I feel like by the time I get to the end of this season, I'm going to call this one of the best shows of the year. Um, like it's that one episode was enough for me to be like, oh yeah, no, this is this is it. This is like what we've been waiting for all year, kind of thing. And this is a year that we've had three incredible Marvel TV shows. And then Squid Game's like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, obviously, fucking if everybody has Netflix at this point. So if you aren't watching, if you have not watched any of Squid Game yet, watch it. Um, I need to finish it. I'm about to, I think Kim is going to watch the first episode and then we're going to try and watch it together. Um, but I highly recommend it. And I think yeah, as long as you are okay with slightly twisted and violent series put it that way mm-hmm. and that's all I'm going to say because if any more it's, it's very spoilery um, <laughs> and I think even Nate, you've avoided anything for this right? yeah yeah. well because I'm just when people start ranting and raving about a series this much and this frequently like there's got to be some magic to it mm-hmm. right and so at that point like I'm normally not a big like oh no spoilers ever kind of guy but when it comes to something like that i'm like all right i think i need to experience this for myself firsthand yeah um yeah and that's why like i said not gonna say anything even with one episode i'm like nope just go go do it this isn't like a fucking game of thrones thing where it's like oh you gotta watch everything it's an experience i'm like no fuck it everybody that watched game of thrones got to the end of game of thrones and now regrets watching game of thrones um Man, how do you fuck up a series so hard? Uh, but yeah, highly, highly recommend it. Don't want to go into more because, again, don't want any kind of spoilers for anybody. Um, but we will talk about the last of the the main three uh, streaming things that are happening now because we finally got to the penultimate. I almost said second to last, but I like the word penultimate because I learned things when I read Series of Unfortunate Events. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the penultimate episode of What If came out. Um, obviously, we, because this is every two weeks, there have been two episodes. Uh, the first of the two episodes was just a fun fucking episode. Party Thor, everybody loved Party Thor. Yep. After after so many serious, very death-filled episodes, um, <laughs> it was nice to just be like, eh, party, Thor without Loki to to anchor him uh turns out he's just a, a dude bro more of a dude bro than you know he already yeah. was <laughs> um but that episode at least ends and leads into uh Ultron fuck what is his name his full name mm, I don't know oh, I feel like it's it's not Ultron Supreme Ultron Infinite <laughs> um, Ultron comes with sour cream and tomatoes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't remember what they call him. I'm pretty sure they gave him a name, but I'm gonna call him Ultron Supreme. Uh, yeah, basically, the what if was what if Ultron did get the Vision body that he was growing, um, and with that was able to take over the world, mm-hmm. and. It set into motion him getting all of the Infinity Stones, becoming so powerful he takes over not only Earth, takes over everything in his entire universe, 
uh, and then has the ability to not only see the Watcher, but break into the Watcher's world within worlds, basically. Uh, and we get to see them fight, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you just... Oh breaking through constant realities over and over again. It's funny because there's one point, I don't know if you noticed that one of the worlds that they smash through is 1,000%, 1,000% Mustafar. Mm -hmm. uh, and that just, I, I was a little giddy when that happened. Because, um, <laughs> hey, you know, we always joked around, people joked around about the fact that, hey, with the Infinity Stones, they could go into the Star Wars universe because Disney owns that. We can get, in the final story, we could get some Kingdom Hearts style worlds colliding kind of shit, um, but no, we we didn't get that until now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we didn't, the best thing about this last episode is that it takes what if from being an anthology series like Star Wars Visions is mm -hmm. right, and really starts tying the larger universe together. Um. Which, honestly, is, is a great narrative direction to take it in, because it could just be a simple anthology thing of, okay, we just put out some cool episodes. But I think Marvel's goal with everything they produce at this point is to tie everything back into the mainline MCU. Mm -hmm. Or at least get it as close as possible. And I think um, they the, it was a cool way of... Because, obviously, two out of three of the series that have come out have touched on or at least are somewhat connected to the idea of the multiverse and other timelines and things like that um yeah so for what if to be able to exist directly after the multiverse is quote-unquote reopened um mm. after loki uh it's really fun to for marvel to be like hey look we are exploring the multiverse and hey look it does actually connect. We aren't just... This wasn't just anthology series. And I think it's cool because they can still work as an anthology series. Um, yeah. Especially if, if you think of, like, um, Black Mirror. Black Mirror, for the most part, is technically just a straight-up anthology series. All these storylines are happening separately. Um, mm -hmm. Until you look into them a little bit more and you can see connections between worlds and have something mentioned or linked back to another story that happened at another time. Um, mm. Obviously, this is taking that step a little bit further and being like, no, 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 no. We're straight up just hopping into these worlds now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to the point where, and I, I'm happy that we he went here first, when the Watcher starts realizing he needs to do something more mm -hmm. to stop Ultron, uh, he goes and visits Strange Supreme. Because everybody that's too super powerful, we're just going to call Supreme. That's how the Marvel comics work. Um, it's like Supremium Spider-Man, right? That was a... That was... <laughs> <laughs> no joke, Superior Spider-Man is actually one of my favorite Spider-Man runs. Uh, again, it's because Peter Parker isn't the main Spider-Man. Um, but no, I, I am really happy where this ended, and I'm really excited to see... It's three more days, three more days, yeah. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Wednesday. We get to see what the fuck's gonna happen with this shit. Um, and then we get next, another season next year and another season and another season. Give it. Oh. Uh, 
seen no. it. I'd highly recommend anybody. And I only say this because a friend had sent something to me about what if. Um, was that friend Dave? It was Dave. Um, he didn't want to watch cartoons. We basically we've been telling our friend Reed, um, to, you know, if he wants to catch up on this, especially before we go see Spider-Man in December, mm -hmm. um, that he needs to catch up on these Marvel you know, properties in Disney Plus because they're all basically leading up to Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and then I mentioned What If as well. He's like, okay, watch WandaVision and, you know, so on and so forth. But I'm like, well, he's got to watch What If too. And Dave's whole comment was, oh, it's just animated and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, y you have to see the last episode that just came out yeah. to understand why it's important to the rest of the MCU. <laughs> this is This is not just a fuck it we're doing things in an animated world it's hey we're doing things in an animated world because this would be way too much money to do <laughs> live action um well it'd be way too much money but also just i mean the fact that it's i don't understand the whole let's put it off because it's animated kind of thing yeah but like now we know that it has we know definitively that it has ties to the mainline mcu mm -hmm. and that's that makes it just as important as every other show that came out before it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, oh man, it, it is that weird thing right now where we're at the end where we have one more episode and we don't know what the next thing that Disney's putting out yet. Obviously we have a trailer for, um, Hawkeye. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Have you watched that yet? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember if we had talked about that yet or not. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for that, but that doesn't happen until November. Uh, yeah, Hawkeye doesn't happen until November, and December is when we get the Boba Fett, the Book of Boba on Disney Plus. So I don't know what the next big Disney mm -hmm. Plus series is. Who knows? I think at this point they have spent this year filling out their roster of shows, and then the next sort of big plan for them will be continuations of things that have, people have been waiting for. I mean, mm -hmm. everyone wants another season of Mando. So, <laughs> like, yeah, that's... I, from what I know, we still have at least one of those. Oh, <clears throat> and there's still supposed to be a standalone Ahsoka Tano series as well. Oh, so. yeah. So, uh, along with the Star Wars, I actually just pulled it up just so we can look at... I hate that it's under there. Um, so, the things we know that are coming is Miss Marvel and or Obi-Wan Kenobi, Moon Knight, Secret Invasion, Ahsoka, The Acolyte, uh, Armor Wars, um, Ironheart, Lando, which I still want to just be starring fucking uh, Donald Glover. My mind blanked. Uh, there's an untitled Wakanda series that's supposed to be happening. Um, She-Hulk. Ooh, there's a Baymax show? Hell yeah. Um, something else is happening. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, they even have listed the untitled Marvel series. Uh, why is... For some reason... Hawkeye's not listed here. Is it because Hawkeye's mm. almost out? No? Oh, okay, here, yeah. Hawkeye, okay, awaiting releases. Hawkeye and Book of Boba. Yeah, at this point, there's nothing planned that has been mm. announced, at least, to come out. Unless they're secretly dropping... Um, Miss Marvel next month or this month. Fuck, it's already yeah. October. We have it's basically we have a month worth of 
not having a, I'd say a tentpole um, Disney series. Mm -hmm. Because we've always had either a Marvel or a Disney, or sorry, Marvel or a Star Wars show going at the same time. Um, So, who knows? Who fucking knows? Uh, (laughs) Maybe it'll give me time to catch up on some other shit. Um, But yeah, obviously we we definitely really enjoy What If and we want to see more of it. Um, But speaking of catching up on shit um so nate nate so chris okay sorry you weren't saying anything i'm like this did he um i when i went into high school we all were the same age though when we all went into high school bleach (laughs) bleach happened i watched bleach from day one episode one watched it every time every episode it came out as it came out uh up until a certain point that i stopped because too much too much filler couldn't it caught up to the manga so much that it was like here's eight more seasons of filler um so i technically never finished bleach so i guess i do need to go back and finish that up uh but yeah bleach was considered it's still considered one of the big three yeah uh earlier last year near the end of last year probably um maybe at the beginning of 2021 i can't remember exactly time makes no sense anymore um i watched i attempted to after trying it before and not liking it i attempted to watch both one piece and naruto i got Mm -hmm. further into one piece still anime wise i could not stand them either of them um (laughs) I, i had a coworker tell me that I was messing up and I shouldn't watch One Piece. So I started reading it and I fell in love with it. And I have read the entirety of One Piece as it is right now. Um, I, as we've talked about, have been just making my way through so many different manga series, all isekai series, and they're super short. And there's nothing that I really care too much about with them. I enjoy them because it's just content that I'm filling myself with. Um, but I'm like, you know what? I need something that is long and finished. Uh, so I said, you know what? Fuck it. If it worked for One Piece, maybe it'll work the same for Naruto. Um, I am, hold on. Let's see. (laughs) I am 330 chapters into Naruto. Jesus. (laughs) I, I honestly do not know how you how you keep up with that. Oh, reading's fast. I manga is yeah. Reading manga is fast. It's just anything with that much content. And at a certain point, I'm like, when does it? Why hasn't it ended yet? <laughs> well, because there's 700. There are 700 chapters. I am almost at the halfway point. And do you know what the funniest fucking thing about that is? In my head. At first, I didn't realize that all 700 chapters were the entirety of both Naruto and Shippuden. I thought there was a separate manga series for Shippuden. Turns out that there's not. There is in Naruto, part one, and part two. And part two is what they adapted into Shippuden for anime. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm like, all right, 700 chapters, somewhere around a 350 point is when that part change happens. The part, part one ends, like, 
200 chapters in. Um, and what that makes you realize, let's, hold on. Advantage. So Naruto has, let's see, where's the full list? 220 episodes. 91 of those episodes are filler. Mm-hmm. As forty-one percent of Naruto is filler. Mm. I I knew this. I had known this forever. I didn't realize that it really was that much, or that much extended because of that filler. I really thought I'm like, oh well, you know, whatever. Three hundred something chapters that could work. Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't work in any way. Um, what's Shippuden? It's still forty-one percent for Shippuden too. Fucking hell. There's 500 episodes. See, I guess that makes more sense than when you see that there were 500 episodes of the second series. It's just fucking weird. I I wasn't expecting that break, the part one and part two, to be such a different percentage of the the manga. Um, so in with One Piece, I I made a comment. I think when I was reading it, that it took 80 some chapters for me to be like, oh. I, I love this. Um, and like you were saying, that's so much to read. 80. 80 out of over a thousand chapters, Nate. Um, <laughs> the percentage isn't that bad. Um, I don't know when exactly it happened with Naruto. Naruto, it was for the ma- majority of the first part, it was like, okay, cool. Uh, oh, fuck, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that, like, hit you right in the chest kind of thing. Uh, I just couple maybe two or three chapters ago uh finally had the the only moment where i actually full cried from reading um because it's like the first actual death like real death of a character that you've known and i'm like oh shit oh shit wasn't expecting that um but yeah i really enjoy it i wasn't expecting it again hate the fucking anime i think it's a horrible show uh, I stand by that. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. One, One Piece, even the fights, I don't really care to see animated. The the fights in Naruto, there's a couple of them that I've seen animated. I'm like, oh, these are fucking cool. Um, but yeah, One Piece, I, it wasn't the same with the, the, the animation fights. Uh, but it's just the show so bad. And people are like, oh, you're watching it dubbed. I'm like, no, I've watched it subbed, and it's just annoying. Um and this is coming from somebody that loves Black Clover, which is just, as I call it, Naruto done well. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I am I am almost halfway through Naruto. Will I read Boruto or whatever the fuck, however the fuck you pronounce it? Which I'm still confused that that's a boy. I thought it was his daughter. Turns out it's a son. Um, <laughs> Even though Sasuke and Sakura's daughter is in that show. Which show? In Boruto. In Boruto. So, so one of them Sasuke has a daughter and one of them has a son. <gasps> Spoilers! I had no idea they ended up together. Wow, Nate, I can't believe you. Um... <laughs> and then Naruto and Hinata have a son. <gasps> oh my god! All the spoilers. Um... Oh man, did you know that Naruto has like a demon fox inside of him with like nine tails? And Spoilers. Did you know the show was about ninjas? He's got a Pokemon <laughs> inside of him? A Pokemon. <laughs> a very angry Pokemon. <laughs> Did you know that there are eight other 
like eight other tailed demons that are inside of people or can be inside of people. Yeah. It's yeah. an excuse for ass pull abilities in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Except for uh at least so far Sasuke. Sasuke doesn't have one inside of him from what I know. Um That's why I definitely can't like read or watch Bleach because I know basically what happens throughout the entire show is Ichigo just gets ass pull powers at any time he's actually in danger. <laughs> he so the way that, because obviously Dragon Ball Z, people always make the, make fun of the fact is like Goku gets his ass handed to him, he gets a power, he just powers up. He's like, ah, I yelled louder. Um, at least Bleach, he goes through training, like you see what he's doing. Like at yeah. first, he just can't control his spirit energy, and then he can start to control his spirit energy, and then he gets almost turned into an ho- into a hollow. But because of that, he now has this secondary ability which is basically a rage ability thing. And then he learns to control that ability. So it makes sense. There's a progression there. I don't know why you say you can't read slash watch Bleach, man. There's a progression that you actually can witness. You don't get that. progression that you can witness, but then you get to the end of it. And Bleach's, like, profile, or Ichigo's profile at the end of that, basically reads, like, every, like, 13-year-old's, like, self-insert fanfic character. (laughs) Like, you have all these super powerful races of beings, and Ichigo just gets to be all of them at yep. the same time. Yep. <laughs> well, because I think in... I think within the canon of the show... I can't remember, or the manga, I they kind of touch on it. I think technically his dad used to be... I don't know, it's fucking weird. His dad his was a Shinigami. Was fucking, his dad was a Shinigami. And his, his mom, mom was a Quincy. Quincy. Yeah. Um, and then he becomes a hollow, and then he becomes, like, one of the fucking, like, Manos, whatever people. I love those guys. And he's it, got a oh, full bring, and... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he like, trains like, for most of this. It's literally, like, Cartman in the episode where they're all ninjas, and Cartman is just making up powers oh, for yeah. himself. immune to everything. <laughs> they're like, oh, I shoot you with lasers. Cartman's like, uh-uh, I have a shield to just make me, like, immune to lasers. And... <laughs> Yeah. But the difference is it explains that he he now has that immunity to lasers. Not he just he just says it. I'm telling you, there's a difference between like sure, both Naruto not sorry, Naruto, uh both Ichigo and Goku are the same people where it's like, I'm always stronger, 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 stronger. The difference is Goku just yells a lot. <laughs> Goku is by far like the king of ass pools. Yeah. So <laughs> At least one punch man, and I know it's a, a comedy and a parody of all that shit, but I'm like, at least one one punch man, and he's, he's just already the best. He doesn't yeah. have to train anymore. <laughs> oh, like one punch in that fucking uh, Demon King show where he just eats a fucking castle at some people because he can. Um, <laughs> I don't know oh, what God. you're talking about. I forget what it's called again. It's something something demon high school something. Wait, the, is it? Hold on. Did they make an anime of that already? Yeah. I've been reading that. This bit of Demon King Academy. I didn't know they made an anime out of that. I've been reading yeah. it. <laughs> it was like a year ago. <laughs> oh, shit. I already, I'm caught up on the anime, or the manga. Um, well, Saitama was One Punch Man, and this guy was dubbed No Punch Man. Because <laughs> he doesn't have to touch anybody to fucking kill him. He yeah. kills a man over and over again with his heartbeat. <laughs> oh my god, that was fucking awesome. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's that 
manga, that was one of the few manga that I actually like, I want more of this. This is a really fun one. Because it wasn't just a normal isekai. It was like, hey, let's do this with the hero of the world. It's like, let's do this. I'm going to reincarnate in 2,000 years. Uh, but it's just and we're really just going to set a world up. We're going to separate our worlds. We're going to keep everybody separate. And we're going to bring them all together and become friends. Um, what do you think? What do you say to that hero? And the hero's like, all right, man, I trust you. Uh, I don't know if they change anything in the, the anime. Um, they didn't change much. It's it's a very funny anime. I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how far it is because it, I've kind of already touched on what mm. happened. I don't know. I don't. What was the last thing that happened in the in the show? I cannot remember. Came out okay. a while ago. But um, I, yeah, I really don't know. There was like some conspiracy stuff going on with one of the other demon kings. Oh, so it's one of the um, ones. It's a light novel first, then a manga. Damn. I think one of the funniest scenes in the show, though, is right after the main character Anos Voldigold is born. His parents are debating over what to name him, and in his adult voice, he just <laughs> says what his name is as an infant, <laughs> and then he grows himself up a little bit. Yes. <laughs> he just time warps his aging. Like. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. Where does this end? Oh. So the anime is actually further than the manga? Yeah, because they did the anime based on the light novel. I hate that shit. I'm tired of that. I don't like night light novels. I like pictures. Um, especially with that stuff. I, I don't know. I, it's so funny to me that like these stories, if they were in just straight up book form i wouldn't care about them as much mm -hmm. and again I, it's not that i don't like reading it's just i don't have time for it there's a uh, you can consume a storyline through vi other kind of visual media faster than you can in a book in my opinion sometimes i won't even read like dialogue heavy manga anymore where like a third of the panel is taken up by a speech bubble i'm like no thank you <laughs> especially if you're on your phone because i like, I read all my shit on my phone, so it's like, oh, wait, I can't. What happened? I don't know what's happening right now. Um, yeah, I talked enough about Naruto, I think. It's it's surprisingly better than I expected. Am I going to get any kind of, like, Naruto tattoo? No. No. Please don't. <laughs> no. Um, I will 100% say I know who the best character in that series is, and I want to know if you can guess. I don't know. No, you don't know any. Do you know any characters besides the main three in Kakashi? No, there's like Rock Lee, who's pretty badass. Same as Rock. Rock okay, Rock Lee. Lee. Rock his, Lee's pretty badass. His trainer's name is Guy. Yeah. Um. Gara. There's fucking Dog Ninja Dude. There's fucking Shadow Ninja Dude. There's Bug Ninja Dude. Chino. Um. There's Sand Ninja guy who's I think his name is Gara. Yep, yep. That's Sand Boot. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's fucking Snake Man Orochimaru. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that piece of shit. Uh, there's more badasses like Pain and Madara. Ooh, I've just uh, met them. There's fucking Shark Boy that Kakashi kills. Ah, uh, spoilers. He hasn't killed him yet. No. Okay. Well, beats. I guess. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. They actually killed or beat him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
else is there's the fucking Akatsuki organization run by Sasuke, he's dickhead of her brother. Yeah, fuck that bitch, um, dude. There's fucking, of course, there's waifus like Hinata, Sasuke, Ino, fucking, what's the big titty lady's name again? Uh, Sunata? Sunata. Um, M there's the dickhead of a Hokage out there. There's several other Kages who are also all kind of dickheads. <laughs> there's other Hokages <laughs> out there. Um, they're, they're not they're all all... like an element in Kage. It's like Rai Kage and whatever. Yeah, uh, Kazakage is, I think, the um, the sand one. Yeah. Um, it's weird because Kaze is supposed to be wind. So. That is what is currently happening right now is uh, Naruto just is learning because he's got the, what's that thing called? Rasengan? Rasengan. Yeah, Rasengan. Um, swirly ball. Yeah, swirly ball. It's where he's like, okay, I can do that. But now Kakashi is t teaching him. He's like, hey, but you can add elements to that. And he's like, I can do what? Um, so he literally, like, this is, again, 300 chapters into this fucking thing, almost. Um, or over 300. Where, where, where am I? I don't fucking remember. Yeah, the um, fucking Rasengan gets like combined with like chittery so many times, it's ridiculous. Yeah, because that's because it's um, people can use more than one element kind of thing. So you have the people that can use one and then the other, and then if they can combine them, that's how you get like ice and sand and shit like that. Or tree mm -hmm. wood. You can manipulate wood and trees and shit. Um, <laughs> and that's because he can do ground or yeah it's it's like earth and water it's like oh okay i guess that yeah that makes sense cool um it's just mud you can make mud fuck you um <laughs> well that's true there was a guy that can control plants in in avatar and that's the thing my mind immediately everything's like this is fucking avatar um mud. i've slightly inconvenienced you now you have to watch it close <laughs> <laughs> The fucking those are the swamp dudes, the waterbenders in the swamp. Um, yeah. yeah, Naruto is just is it's just Avatar, just not as good. <laughs> yeah, as far as Avatar is concerned, for all the supposed murder, murder, the Fire Nation did. You don't see them murder a whole lot of people in the show. You don't vision. They've already done all of it. They've taken over everything. They don't really have to kill many more people. I guess so. They here's the thing. You think about sorry, you think about the murder and then you remember that they wiped out the air nation all of them there are no more air nomads they've killed off an entire basically race of people mm -hmm. so remember yeah. that next time you're like they're the fucking nazis avatar we know <laughs> no they're in america um <laughs> yeah. what's the difference chris they're they're slightly We're different. Now. <laughs> there's a slight difference um Anyway, <laughs> hi. You want to talk about? I guess the one game we're both playing real quick before we get into the last two things. Uh, I I guess so. what game are we playing? What, no, if you're talking about New World, I haven't played. No, no, no. It. I'm talking about the one we both are uh, each playing one game right now. Okay, so I moved on to uh, Mass Effect Three this week on stream. And you're almost done uh, now, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I've started Mass Effect 3, mm -hmm. um, so I guess this is technically, you know, yes, this is two-thirds of the journey done. I'm on the last leg of it now. Um, 
the only reason I talk about it is because now I'm realizing how different each game is from the last one. Um, Mass Effect 3 is far more similar to Mass Effect 2 than it is Mass Effect 1, of course. Mm -hmm. But there's still major differences between ME2 and ME3. Um, the level-up system was completely overhauled for ME3. Um, the combat was overhauled even further to be more shooting-intensive than anything else. Um, with an emphasis on quick power usage more than just waiting for cooldowns to happen. <laughs> um, so you fire off your powers a lot more rapidly, you fire off your guns a lot more rapidly, and I made a Vanguard again, which is like a biotic soldier mix. Um, and that biotic charge is just... It's the fucking bee's knees in Mass Effect Wait, 3. you made a new person? <laughs> no, I still am using the same character. Oh, okay. And they were a Vanguard in all three games. When I played the game originally on, in the 360 days, I just went with straight soldier. Which I basically means like, you tank that fires really powerful guns and stuff. <laughs> yeah, the way you said that, it made it seem like you would you had the no. option of doing another character, and that's what threw me off. You always have the option of creating someone brand new, but then you don't get to carry over your decisions from previous mm -hmm. games if you don't have any imports. It basically makes those decisions for you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I was able to save literally everybody this time at the end of Mass Effect 2. Nice. I did do a reload in the middle of the stream because I fucked up part of it because <laughs> I forgot that there are decisions you make during that mission that can affect whether or not someone lives or dies. You also forgot to feed your fish, didn't you? No, I did feed the fish. Every time. It got so annoying on stream that I was like, I just kept going back to the top of the ship like, let me make sure I feed my fish. Let me make sure I feed my fish. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. So, I did feed the fish. Um, I was running around last time I streamed on the Normandy, which has been retrofitted by the Alliance and is a little bit different on the inside this time around. Um, and I realized that all the ship models I collected at ME2 are hidden in places around the ship. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So when all my ship models were gone from the loft, I'm like, what the fuck? I got to buy all these again. And then I started running around and seeing these boxes highlighted and they had all my ship models. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I got all my ship models back. I don't know why I like this stuff in video games, but <laughs> like, it's not important to playing the game at all, but mm. it's just nice to have it. <laughs> I guess, um... No, I went through the first couple missions that it sort of forces you to do in ME3. Um, the one where you're escaping Earth, and then you go to Mars to find Liara. Um, and then you're just basically back on the ship, meeting your new crew. And so the end of the stream was just me running around the ship and talking to everybody to make sure I had all the dialogue complete. Um, so yeah, I don't know, this week, uh, I said I might do a bonus stream this weekend. That obviously didn't happen yesterday and isn't going to happen today. Yeah. Um... But Tuesday and Thursday, I'll definitely be back live with more of that. Mass Effect 3 is a, for it being the end of a series, it is a fucking dense game. <laughs> um, there's a lot of content to get through, and you have to get through it in a certain way in order to make sure that you complete the game with a good enough ending, mm -hmm. even though you kind of just pick your whatever ending you want, but a better ending than you would have under other circumstances, I should say. Um, well, now you have four options, right? <laughs> Yeah, you have four options. Um, <laughs> let's just say that one of the fourth option they added is still not a very good option. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> um, it's actually the worst possible ending is the fourth option. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. So if you just decide like to say no or just shoot the kid, which is one of the options you can do, you can literally just shoot him. Mm -hmm. um, the catalyst. The Reapers just do their thing. And you can't do anything about it. They just start wiping out the galaxy left and right. And you fucked everything up. 
<laughs> so <laughs> you could definitely pick that option, but that's the end of the game. You basically just let the game continue along what it was going to have. All the work you did before literally doesn't mean anything with that ending. <laughs> oh, um, uh, real quick, just uh, before we forget, um, I just want to mention to everybody, today is October 3rd. Um, so it's the, the perfect day for two fandoms. Um, it's the, the, <laughs> the meeting of Full Metal Alchemist and Mean Girls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's back to Mass Effect 3. You kept saying 3 and it remembered that what day it was. Um, no, It reminded me of a tweet that I made where you were asking everyone like what their the top five like games that made them the gamer they are today mm -hmm. and a lot of my games just had three at the end of them <laughs> oh, wow. so at the end of the tweet i just wrote three three the three inning <laughs> as a title <laughs> um no mass effect 3 is is definitely enjoyable it's i don't know people have their debates about like which game out of the three is really the best one and honestly i gotta say mass effect 3 probably is the best one out of all of them the game is far more cinematic in the dialogue scenes, even. Um, the dialogue is, like, ramped up to much higher quality than it was in the other two games. Mm -hmm. um, the banter you have with characters seems more organic, and the world feels a lot more lived in than it did previously. And they cut out a lot of the extra fluff that you didn't really need to go through in the other two games. Did the Mass Effect 1... Sorry. Well, yeah. In Mass Effect 1, like, landing on Uncharted Planets and having to drive around all the time, that's a massive time sink that just wasn't yeah. necessary. Um, they, of course, redid that in Mass Effect 2 with the scanning of the planets, but even that's a time sink in and of itself. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just, I just like Mass Effect 3 a lot more. It's much more action-focused, and it really gets you into the feeling of, like, you are a badass space soldier, yeah. more or less. <laughs> I, so uh, that's all I have to say about it. We'll stream I, more of it. I never got to that one. Um, I played two, in my opinion, two is the best one, but I also never finished two. Uh, yeah. Because you I didn't, didn't want anybody to die. Um, and I'm okay with that. I, It was also one of those I realized I'm not the biggest fan of those games. This is just not my kind of game. Um, mm. Bioware has ever... The, that was the only Bioware game I ever really tried. Um, I just never got into anything after um, I'm trying to like actually just pull it up to see if there was anything else. Nope, nothing, nothing. Didn't give a shit about anything else. Um, oh, I'm lying. I did play the shit out of Baldur's Gate when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize they did Baldur's Gate. That's awesome. Um, excuse me again. But, I don't know. That just wasn't my style. Uh, and speaking of games that really aren't my style, um... I said fuck it. Um, it looked entertaining enough, so I hopped in and I I am uh, playing New World, which is Amazon's Memorpaga, mm -hmm. um, or as I have called it, uh, Colonizer the Game. Um, oh boy! <laughs> so it is very much. Like, it's still set in a fantasy realm kind of thing. Um, but you're really just some dude that was going from one country to another, exploring from one country to another. Uh, you have the option of not being white, um, but you can tell that they were mostly white. 
Uh, they do mm-hmm. have like the conquistador little helmety things, uh, mm-hmm. but there were white people from Spain. Um, uh, <laughs> it's it it's it's not bad. It's not actually as bad as I make it seem. The joke mm-hmm. really was that you're like, hey, here's here's some white people exploring and trying to take over this new world. Um, literally, the name of the the game. Um, and it's fun uh, as much as any other MMO can be fun. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of fetchy quests, a lot of running back and forth over and over again. And I'm talking about like really far distance. Like, I'm level 15 maybe at most. Uh, maybe 16 now, I can't remember. Um but like there was, there's a the current storyline quest is literally three kilometers away um, mm-hmm. in game, and it's like, hey, go here, grab a thing, and come back. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna return it or anything like that. But I am really hoping that I can get more people into this game. Uh, mm. The big issue right now is the the servers are fucking packed. Um, yeah. I tried to find some friends that I had already hopped in that I knew that were already playing, and I'm like, hey, what servers are you on? Blah, 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 blah. And some of them, either I didn't get answers or they were on servers that were so packed that they actually aren't allowing extra character creation within those servers. Um, mm. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to join this. There, I found one that it was very low-filled low, uh, server. Um my friend Liz, they they actually joined that server too, so hopefully we get to play at some point. Um, again, I'm not the biggest MMO person. Like the closest I got, and we've talked about it before, and you're a big fan of it too, is um, the not MMO MMO. Uh, fuck, yeah. I can't remember it. Kingdoms of Amalar. Um, yeah. And I mean, which and definitely it, was supposed to be an MMO, yeah, but 1, that didn't percent. happen. <laughs> well, I mean, in all honesty, it's kind of the same thing as a as Diablo almost. Um, Diablo yeah. is is like a step away from being an MMO. Um, it is. I think the one game that anyone can play if they don't like MMOs but still want to play an MMO period is probably Star Wars: Fall. The Old Republic. Oh, I thought you were going to say Fallout. <laughs> no, because the thing about Old Republic is it has a full length story in it for every class that you can make yeah so and you can run through those stories differently if you want to even with the same class so if you just even want to play like something that is an mmo game in a familiar universe that doesn't feel like you're playing the traditional mmo for the most part star wars is probably where it's at Mm -hmm. and if you want you can wait a little bit uh i don't know how long probably another year or so Uh, and you can play Mm -hmm. the remastered version of it yeah, of Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Oh, that's right. It's Knights. It's not. Not the old. Republic. I forgot. Yeah. Um. No, I feel like the remake of Knights of the Old Republic is gonna be really good because the one thing I don't like about Knights of the Old Republic is just the combat mechanics. I yeah. really fucking hate the combat in that game. <laughs> no, I. So I. New World. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. It's it was, forty bucks. I think yeah, forty bucks. Whatever. Um. Mm-hmm. It doesn't require a subscription. Uh, which is nice because that's the thing about World of Warcraft you 
pay 60 bucks for the game itself, right? Yep. And then you still have to pay monthly? Oh, yeah. It's kind of one of the downers of World of Warcraft in general, is you're paying for it monthly, and then if you just don't have... You have to consider your time-to-cost investment in that game. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're not playing it consistently and actively, you've basically wasted a subscription. <laughs> um, and there's really no way around that. Like, at the end of the day, for me, World of Warcraft is not a game worth paying for continually like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which sucks, and I under, like I know a lot of people that love that shit. Dave, mm-hmm. for instance, um, and I know he spent way too much money on those game on that game series. Um, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's I, I can get into it if I don't have to pay extra for it. That's why Fallout was okay for me because while it is not the best multi or uh, MMO, it's <laughs> not required of me to spend a subscription fee on it um yeah and i mean that's why fucking uh what's the the like alien space one warframe there's a war there's warframe warframe is is warframe an mmo is it considered an mmo it's kind of an mmo in the same vein that destiny is yeah okay yeah hub worlds and shit like that yeah mostly hub worlds a lot of short action-packed missions to go through they don't really have the uh the exploration or the scout missions like they do in destiny i don't think no warframe is definitely a combat focused game more than anything else which i mean that lends to its style it's very hack and slash with some third person shooter elements added on there i did enjoy what i played of that back in the day yeah, your particular war fame basically determines what your play style is going to be, and um, some of them are just—they've now gotten to the point where they're just adding over-the-top abilities for certain warframes. One of them can like run ridiculously fast, and people just set up like races yeah. with these two warframes against each other. <laughs> um, so I will say, I—I I did finally buy. I actually downloaded and bought, um, bought and downloaded uh, Deathloop. Have not played it yet. Have not got a chance to play it yet. I want to get a good like sit down and run into it run with it kind of night just haven't had a chance to yet um but yeah in new world i don't know if you like mmos go for it it's for like i said it's 40 bucks 40 bucks isn't too bad for a, a new game that for in all honesty isn't too i mean it's as polished as an mmo gets i don't fucking know <laughs> i've never seen an mmo where you look at it and you're like oh visually this is an impressive game um <laughs> it's fun. It's very stripped down fantasy elements. Mm. Like all I've really seen so far are uh are zombies in like skeleton un- and yep. undeady kind of things. I think it eventually gets into more weird ass fucking shit. Um like there's magic in the game and that was that kind of was like, "Huh, I didn't expect that because there's guns." Um <laughs> It really is. It's like, do you want to use a sword? Do you want to use a spear? Do you want to use bow and arrow? Do you want to use a literal gun? Um, or magic? Do you want magic hands? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, my, my character's name is Cullen Iser. Because <laughs> I could not do it. My first one that I tried, and then the game kept saying, no, 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 there's too many people in this. Uh, 
I made a dude named Karen who just had a, uh, it was spelled funny. Um, he had a Karen haircut. Um, <laughs> and I was just going to go into every shop and, and have the character yell, let me speak to your manager. Um, <laughs> but it wouldn't let me. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll go and make a different one. Um, but yeah, you know, games. Last thing I want to talk about game-wise isn't games. It's actually a, a movie based off of games. Because we got the cast, Nate. We finally got the cast for the most anticipated movie video game. Video game movie of all time. That's a lie. Um, I think the most anticipated video game movie at this point is fucking Uncharted. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> But no, uh, during a Nintendo Direct last week, week ago, maybe, I can't remember. Time has no meaning. Again, remember. Um, Miyamoto came out and announced the cast list. And while Charles Martinet is in the cast, he is not Mario or Luigi. Um, I... I don't know if we've talked about this much besides the fact that right before the podcast, I'm like, I'm okay with almost everybody. Um, how, how do you feel about this casting? No, we're not going to say any cast member names yet. Mm -hmm. Just in general, what overall, how do you feel? I mean, I, f I feel like I understand why Nintendo went the direction they did with the casting. Um, but it's, it reeks very much of let's just pick a lot of A-list names mm -hmm. because that will get people interested in what we're going to make. Yeah. And that Whether is, it's quality or not. <laughs> yeah, that, that has kind of been a big thing with a lot of animation. Animation for years. Um, like Disney for a while at least didn't go with huge names for the most part. It kind of, But at the same time, it's kind of their fault that we hit this point because really it they the animation started going with bigger names after mm -hmm. uh robin williams uh, robin williams was genie um but we have a cast we have a voice cast and like i said i'm okay with 99 percent of this cast uh mm -hmm. anya taylor joy as princess peach per i think that's great i think she will she can do a good princess peach voice whatever um I don't know if you've watched her in much, uh, if anything at all. Um, she is fantastic in Queen's Gambit, and I highly recommend you watch that show if you haven't already. Um, Luigi is being voiced by Charlie Day, which I love Charlie Day, so I'll be happy with that. <laughs> uh, Donkey Kong, because hey, it might be a Mario movie, but we're bringing in the friends, uh, is being voiced by Seth Rogen, which is a great choice. I don't fucking care what anybody says. Um, and more importantly, Bowser is being voiced by Jack Black, which means we are getting a song by Bowser. <laughs> I want a, a I want a tenacious B song. Um, <laughs> uh, there's other names too, and we can talk about them too, but the one that I'm just like, why the fuck is is Mario is gonna be fucking Chris Pratt? Yeah, because they couldn't find anyone less shitty. Mm -hmm. Like, come on! Of all the Chris's, you 
pick the shittiest of them. I mean, again, this this very much reeks of let's pick a lot of A-listers and chuck them at this movie in hopes that it will get people to watch it. They didn't I mean, need to. It's a fucking Mario movie. <laughs> they didn't need to, and that's what's annoying about it. Like, okay, I get, like, even without personal hangups attached to this, like, okay, Jack Black is Bowser. It's like, okay, I can understand why people are somebody, somebody's into that. I'm not because I don't see Jack Black as a Bowser. Like I don't see Keegan, Michael key as Toad. <laughs> that one threw me off. I fucking love it, but it also makes no sense whatsoever. Um, I, I definitely don't think anybody in their right mind sees Chris Pratt as Mario. No. Or even Charlie Day as Luigi. <laughs> see? I can see Charlie Day as Luigi. Vo- vo- I, I can see it. Because um, obviously you couldn't go... If you were going to try and make them sound like the actual characters from the video game, that's going to be very, you know, stereotypy. <laughs> True. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, here's the thing, right? Is no matter what happens with this cast or this movie, if this movie is worse than the old school Super Mario Brothers cyberpunk esque film, which I love, by the way, I do love that movie. Okay, good. <laughs> it's bad. It's a bad movie. That's what I'm saying. Like it's a bad movie. So they've got. I mean, there, there's just no excuse for it at that point. If this movie comes out and is somehow worse than that movie, like they have to understand how they fucked up. <laughs> Um, I, I don't see this movie being horrible. Is it going to be the greatest video game movie of all time? No, that that title will, and has been, and will be for years to come. Uh, stays with Angry Birds. Um, the <laughs> I have opinions. Let me have them. Um, <laughs> I think this will be a you know a, a mid tier. I guess I don't know it. it the team working on it has done very well with their movies. I mean, these are the t- despicable me people. Um, so it's not like they don't know how to make a, a good earning movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this movie could come out and people, I mean, fucking everybody, every family is going to take people to see it. Um, even though we're still dealing with the, with COVID shit, we're getting closer to, I mean, I'm seeing theaters getting packed now for movie releases um which is kind of unsettling when you do go and you're like oh good my seat is empty with people no people next to me and then you go and it's like oh no these tickets sold last minute like fuck (laughs) Uh, that was our experience with venom sadly um but no i uh i'm excited to see what they do i'm excited to see what the story is i'm excited to hear how all of them do and ignore chris pratt talking the entire time um (laughs) Yeah, for some reason, like, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach is probably, of all of them, I think is probably the best casting. Um, because in in the game so far, Peach has kind of had, is a very breathy kind of princess, I guess, whenever you do hear her talk. Um, yeah. And Anya Taylor-Joy is very good at that. Um, mm-hmm. Charlie Day is just, I mean, it's just Charlie Day. I fucking love Charlie Day. I think he's hilarious, and I think he's going to be the best Luigi we could possibly ask for, besides John Leguizamo. They could have just bought, brought back John Leguizamo, just saying. Um, <laughs> and I uh, I think we could get a good Bowser out of Jack Black. I think if, if he sticks with his grumbly voice, 
I think that'll work. Um, and out of all the people here, we're going to ignore... Again, I'm going to ignore the... Um, I don't know if you have IMDb open or whatever, but I'm going to ignore like the the la latter half of the cast. Um, like the main five people, which is Peach, Mario, Luigi, Bowser, and Donkey Kong. Um, even though Donkey Kong still doesn't feel right. Jack Black, to me, is probably the best voice actor out of this group. Um, yeah. Because it's it's just him. He is a very animated person to begin with. Not only besides the fact that he has done animated or uh, yeah, voice well, acting he's before. Got, he's got some real voice acting experience under his mm -hmm. belt. Yeah, and I think they all do to a certain extent. Um, they do I mean Chris Pratt voiced uh, Barley in Onward? Yeah, and he was the main character in um, Lego Movie. Um, mm -hmm. Charlie Day also in Lego Movie. Uh, Seth Rogen has done some animated stuff. Uh, it's not the best. Not not anything to do with his voice. Just uh, the first thing that came to mind is Sausage Party. Um, <laughs> well, um, the thing about the thing that separates voice acting from traditional acting is when you're voice acting, right? And this is this comes directly from professional voice actors themselves. Mm -hmm who I've had the privilege of talking to at various conventions I've went to and stuff like that. Um, when you're voice acting, you have to have the ability to do everything in a character's voice, right? You don't just have to have the ability to talk in their voice, but to emote in their voice. Yeah. Um, to sing in their voice, to laugh, to cry in that same voice all the way through. I, I will say you don't have to sing in your voice because there are many, many movies where the oh, voice yeah. actor is not the one singing. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But at the same, like, you just have to be able to embody that character wholeheartedly. And the problem is, is voice acting usually goes two ways. It's either someone acting to the character, mm -hmm. which you're going to hate me for saying this, but My Little Pony is a very good example of this. Oh, yeah. Or... <laughs> I mean, My or... Little Pony is literally filled with some of the most well-known voice actors and actresses oh, yeah. of at well, least our well, generation. It's either that, or the character has to be written to fit the voice actor. Yeah. Right? So, that's the struggle that I think this movie is going to have, is like, you can't write a Mario that people recognize that fits who Chris Pratt is on the screen. No, you Chris, Chris Pratt has to fit Mario. Um, yeah. Which, again, is where, looking at this cast, he is the one that I feel the least... Uh, mm -hmm. I, I feel like that synergy between character and actor would be the worst. Um, yeah. Eh, this is really upsetting. Not upsetting. He's just, it's just upsetting. It, with him. Um, again, it... it on top of the fact that of him as an actor, him as a human being is not a great thing either. Um, which also sucks. That was a, that was one of those ones that I'm like, no, that's disappointing to hear. But I guess I under, I can believe it easily. Um, but he was also he's one of those Disney people that shut the fuck up. Uh, mm -hmm. He's still a horrible person, but he keeps his mouth shut now. I guess. <laughs> well, I think that's what's that amongst other things has, has kind of been his saving grace so far is he had his one little outburst realized how damaging he could be, be to his career mm -hmm. and learned to keep his mouth shut because of that um which is not for anybody listening to say you can't have an opinion about stuff it's to say that some opinions are specifically harmful 
to groups of people. Yeah, there's a difference. You're better between, off keeping them to yourself. It's a difference between opinion and literal hate. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, speaking of, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to. You know what? No. Speaking of hate. Uh, <laughs> I think Nate, it's time to move on to the final part of today's episode. We finally went and checked out. We we had a wonderful wonderful Saturday, both of us different separately, sadly not together, and we watched mm. Baboom, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. That's right, I had this ready, motherfucker. I planned. Let there be carnage. Oof, everything was good and set, and I'm about to have a cat on the back of my chair. <laughs> um, she's literally clawing at it, and that usually means she's about to jump on the top. Mm-hmm. Um, so Back. yeah, Nate, we okay, so. Kim and I did. She had not watched it. Um, she had not watched the first one, so we watched the first Venom movie earlier this week. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, she very quickly realized how fucking bad that movie is. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's fun. It's an enjoyable watch, uh, but it's not good. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> so then Ven- she she was already all for seeing uh, Let There Be Carnage, um, which I was too, because, like, I I don't know. I don't know why. I really don't. Carnage looked cool. Uh, and it's kind mm. of the same reason why everybody likes Carnage. Because Carnage is the cooler version of Venom, visually. Yeah. Um, but, before we get into spoilers, uh, I can easily say, and I don't know what your opinion was, uh, this movie was just as bad, but it ranks just slightly above for me. <laughs> I can agree with that assessment. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know how anyone could walk away from this movie thinking it was great. Um, I don't know either. Unless they're like, like our our mutual buddy Oz thinks Venom is like one of the coolest characters ever. Yeah. So, like the first time I watched Venom was actually with him because he, I think he was kind of blinded to the fact that the movie is not narratively good at all and he just likes seeing cool shit on screen yeah so (laughs) the first movie and i i like made the joke i'm like oh okay this is one of those movies that's like hey even good actors are Mm -hmm. are bad actors sometimes uh when especially when it came to um tom hardy and uh after seeing this movie i now am stepping back and thinking Maybe Tom Hardy's just a bad actor and has some good time, good good parts. Um, I don't. Tom Hardy is an actor who he's not great at the traditional sort of sense of acting of fitting into a narrative and sort of being a character within that narrative. Mm-hmm. He's a great physical actor, though. Uh, his, yes, I'll give him that. His body language on the screen is just just top tier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think that's why I like him so much in Mad Max. He just doesn't fucking talk. <laughs> you know what? He is, and I, I know I get hate for this. I don't like that movie, but he was he was great in it. But it's because he is vi- like physically good at yeah. that role. He was good with the, his reactions and his motions and stuff. Sure. What he is able to portray without opening his fucking mouth is great. Once he opens his mouth, turns out no good, no good. Um, no, but- Watching this movie made me all of a sudden realize how physically imposing of a person Tom Hardy is all over again. <laughs> because the biggest he ever was was when he played Bane, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, he bulked up a lot for that role, but hasn't really shrunk since then. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so seeing him play Eddie Brock, and then 
like in this movie he's talking to the cop back and forth it doesn't help that the cop is like just a short person but <laughs> by the way real quick with the cop um sorry the detective let's not call him a cop we don't hate him that much i guess um <laughs> entire movie i could have sworn i didn't look at the casting could have sworn that it was uh the other Wahlberg. it was the the tiny Wahlberg. um not the tiny Wahlberg. turns out it's the little dude the little sidekick dude from fucking snatch mm-hmm I, I didn't even realize it. Like, I didn't think about it anymore. I just let it go in my head. I'm like, yeah, obviously that's Don, Donnie, maybe? I don't remember. Fucking Wahlbergs. Yeah. There's 8,000 of them. Um, well, it's just, it's a weird thing for me to watch a movie that's supposed to be set in San Francisco and everyone's still got, like, a Boston or New York accent. <laughs> yeah, not only that, why is the Daily Bugle so popular on the West Coast? <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess it's because in this this gets to the like the mid credits scroll spoiler right mm, mm-hmm. it's the daily bugle in this universe is less of a physical newspaper you know publication and now it's just like basically an alex jones kind of thing <laughs> yeah which uh, is what it is both in the video game for spider-man and um mm-hmm. in the mcu universe of spider-man so i guess it would make sense that maybe it's more this version stayed more to print and move mm-hmm. to web web uh, print, I guess. I don't know. Actual yeah. websites. Um, well, it was also kind of a thing that the Daily Bugle was also always a national newspaper. It was akin to the New York Times. That's true. I it, didn't think about that. <laughs> um, so it, it's... I don't know. I mean, as far as the movie is concerned, I mean, the movie this time around definitely is narratively better than the first one. Not um, much. It's not by much, but the character development that we were missing from the first one is kind of there now. You get a lot more banter between Eddie and Venom, Venom and other characters. You get to see Eddie and Venom separated from one another and how that plays out. Um, I think the weak points in this film were the entire backstory for Cletus Cassidy and Shree. Yeah, uh, The um, fact that by the end of the movie they basically try and have give Cletus some form of redemption by saying that the reason why he murdered people was because he was abused as a child. Yeah. Which I think they also nipped that in the bud with the very ending where Venom someone Isn't said someone said the review we watched after this is literally the best. They they got their one fuck and they used it well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is, you know, fuck this guy and then he just yeah. eats Cletus Casty's head. Yeah. Um I think that's kind of one of those things where it's like they were kind of taking a dig at Marvel for their whole sympathetic villains thing. And they're like, this guy's not sympathetic at all. He's a fucking mass murderer. He's completely unhinged. He's and not, not no one should feel bad for him at all. <laughs> um, there's some bits that like set up a new next movie that don't make any sense. Um, well, they don't. We knew, I knew from the beginning that the detective was going to be Toxin. Um, because but, that's what was the comic. But how? How does he become Toxin in that moment of literally being strangled and then pushed onto a I fence? I have no idea. I have no idea. If if they're establishing this sort of situation where, like, the lightest brush from a symbiote can turn you into a new one, like, that's a little crazy to like me. He, yeah, no blood got into his mouth this time. Which also, yeah. fucking, that was so stupid. The fact that... <sighs> Alright, so Venom 1 sets up Cletus. Mm-hmm. And sets up Cletus to be Carnage. 
by literally him saying there's gonna let there's gonna be carnage whatever with the end thing it's like oh shit he's got he's already carnage blah 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 no he he's not he's just a, a serial killer who mm-hmm. bites him um in by taking a little bit of his blood that's mixed with uh venom i guess is mm-hmm. then able to create carnage within Pretty- him create a whole new symbiote basically which is i mean that's just not the way it should go honestly the thing is is i mentioned this to dave as we were leaving the theater is they teased both the existence of toxin and shriek in the first movie yeah because you have the canisters with the symbiotes in them and they're very recognizable by their colors Mm -hmm. and you can see that one of the symbiotes is blue which dies in the first movie in a really dumb way and then the other one's yellow which is shriek's color yeah so like, they had all the, already had this set up before, but then they turn Shriek into this one-off character who dies at the end of the fucking movie. Well, no, uh, hold on. You don't know if she died. She well, had a not. she had a, a bell fall on her, which in yeah. Spider-Man 3, I believe, happens to Eddie Brock in Venom 2, and they yes. also survived. Uh-huh. <laughs> they definitely did some little cheeky things to pay homage to Spider-Man 3 in this one with the whole... Um, Venom letting uh, Anne down the bell tower instead of just dropping her. That her I loved that. I thought that was great. Um, it wasn't done well, in my opinion, but the fact that they're like, oh, hey, I'm not just going to catch you as you fall and snap your back. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's not good. I don't know. I mean, as far as the plot of the movie goes, like I said, it's narratively better than the first one. We don't have any stupid... We don't have a whole lot of stupidity going on in this movie like we did the first one. Hmm. Um, no, all the stupidity is just focused solely on Eddie Brock, who turns out is just a fucking idiot. He's he's so dumb. He he is so incredibly stupid. Like he was at least <laughs> semi-smart in the first one. Like yeah. he was able to be an investigator of some sort in this one. It's in a this tree. one. He's oh, having... I, I know this. It's a tree. I'm like you, fucking. He's... Are you... He's having his hand held through the entire film. Literally. Yeah, and I and I really don't like that at all. Is like if you're gonna do this whole thing where it's like, okay, Eddie and Venom are separated from one another, and then you focus on this sort of like side quest that Venom goes on to realize like he's an individual being with his own feelings and personality. Speaking of which, <laughs> uh Venom is now a queer icon. Yeah. Um <laughs> in like through little bits and pieces of dialogue in that Venom mm-hmm. may be uh maybe gay. Yeah. At least not straight. Um Who knows? <laughs> I mean, they all reproduce asexually, so <laughs> No, they reproduce by being bit by mm-hmm. someone else and their blood just decides to make it more. I don't fucking know. I guess so. Not only that, right. the with that, the fact that he was able to spawn him his own symbiote from that, um, mm-hmm his reaction when he's like oh shit a red one i'm like do you know of these do you know anything no no it's just oh shit a red one and you're scared there's nothing more to it well people who know anything about the comics knows that the symbiote colors actually kind of matter and the fact that red ones are supposed to be more powerful than black symbiotes and so Mm -hmm. on um yeah but that doesn't really get touched on they almost do they almost do which leads into the best part of the whole movie and which is why it's worth going to see it i guess technically yeah, I mean, you get sort of this, the mid credit spoiler, the big thing that we keep sort of glossing over here is that mid credits um, ending there, where 
Where we learn grow. that there's some lore to the symbiotes, right? Mm -hmm. That they're not just random aliens coming from wherever, but they have a history to them, and that they're connected by kind of hive mind, as they are in the comics. Mm -hmm. um, and they share so much history, and they're such an ancient race, that dumping all this knowledge basically in Eddie's brain would more or less fry it. And they um, mention, I was going to say, he even mentions different universes, and that's where people have been already like, with this end credit scene, it's like, oh, does he, because of this hive mind connection to other mm -hmm. universes, have memories of possibly Spider-Man 3 Spider-Man? Mm -hmm. Well, we get the remark when he actually sees Peter on the TV screen. Venom just says, that guy. As if he kind of already knows who Spider-Man is, mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, which doesn't really tie in with the first movie's you know, history at all. Yeah. But um, what I think that, I mean, we know that this is an obvious setup and this lens, we talked about this on the last podcast, that photo of Tom Hardy in the No Way Home crew hat. Yeah. Um, we know now definitively that Venom is going to be a part of No Way Home. How big of a role he's going to play, we don't really know. Um, but what I expect at some point is we may get a black Spider-Man suit at some point in that film. Um and we may get the iconic Venom silhouette of him with the spider logo on his chest. So, so you, we talk about this. All right, so the way the thing ends, he starts talking about that other universe. He's going to drop a little bit of knowledge into, into Eddie's mind just so he can see a little bit of it. Um, mm -hmm. And right before he's able to do this, like as he's about to do this, um, assumed it's assumed that the deal, not the deal, the spell that is made that gets fucked up Mm -hmm. happens and brings Eddie and Venom into the MCU's universe. Um, yeah. And what this could mean, uh, one, it means that that scene in the trailer where you see that weird black shadowy thing that you don't really can't really make out all that much, that could be mm -hmm. Venom. Who fucking knows? Um, but what it could also mean is by the end of Spider-Man 3, the good Spider-Man 3. I'm just going to call it the good Spider-Man 3. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man's universe might be splintered off. Um, this mm -hmm. might be Sony's way in Marvel's way, depending if, obviously, they don't... I don't think they have any really... any. Um, I, I don't know what the deal is. Nobody fucking really knows what the goddamn deal is with the <laughs> Spider-Man owner, ownership and licensing. Um, but there's a very good possibility that Spider-Man 3 will end with Tom Holland, Spider-Man, in mm -hmm. his world, splintering off from the MCU and making yeah. it so everything that has happened in Sony's Spider-Verse, um, including Morbius, including the Venom movies, can now all exist within their own separate universe. Um, mm -hmm. And they can continue to make Spider-Man movies possibly starring Tom Holland. We Again, we don't know who it's going to be because whatever, uh, contracts and all that fun shit. Um mm -hmm. But it's, it's also very much like people have already heard rumors and people have been talking about the cast of this movie being, it's sad because it's kind of the end. And it's like, oh, maybe everybody's changing. Maybe we're going to get a completely new Spider-Verse again. Um, mm -hmm. Which, I mean, hey, I, I get it. Uh, Sony is going to keep rebooting the Spider-Man universe so they never lose those rights. Um, yeah. And I feel like we've all kind of accepted that. Uh, sometimes we get good shit, sometimes we get 
Okay, mostly we've gotten bad shit. Um, <laughs> but no, I, mean, I, uh, I don't know. We, it sucks. I would love to see the, a perfect world. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is Marvel and Disney. Disney doesn't need more. They are already own, owning half the fucking world. Um, but the perfect world would be to see Sony relinquish, I guess, uh, or get money for the Spider-Man property. Which they won't do because they just make fucking bank off that IP. Yeah. Um, but to be able to have Spider-Man be a main part of the MCU continuously would be fantastic. And I would love that. Uh, yeah. To have Spider-Man be officially part of the Avengers. Fuck it. To have Spider-Man just have normal ground level events happen. No more end of the world this and that. Um, I don't know. I just want more. Give me, give me, give me, give me, Spider- give me Tom Holland Spider-Man movies all the time. <laughs> give me a TV show. Just give me another. That's the thing. Spider-Man works so good as a TV show. It really does. And the thing is, the Spider-Man has an entire gallery of villains to sort through, which we're getting in this next movie. But in the a, issue with that is you, well, you're compacting them all into a movie, so it's not like every villain is going to get their due. Yeah. Anyway. Um. And that's why Spider-Man works good as a TV show, even just like a villain of the week kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why that works really well, because you can give each villain sort of their time in the spotlight and see how each villain changes Peter Parker as a person as he grows up now, because we have such a young Spider-Man going into this. Well, because um, if you look at the storyline for spider-man comics like fuck every other every other of the main avenger stuff spider-man mm-hmm. has the closest personal relationship basically with his villains um i mean yeah. one of his main villains is literally his best friend's father uh mm-hmm. one of his <laughs> one of his main villains dated his aunt for a little bit uh, there was a point where one of his villains was literally, and I already brought this up with Superior Spider-Man, but his one of his villains was literally in control of his body for, I don't remember how long, but that is still, there are repercussions from that still happening. He still has that connection. And he mm-hmm. doesn't truly hate any of these people. I mean, I guess if any, any of them that have actually killed somebody is one thing, but like, there is some kind of back and forth that he has built up in a relationship he's built up with all these people um, as opposed to what we've seen in the MCU and I mean yeah okay MCU has worked for what it is and it's mm-hmm. been fantastic for what it is but for a character like Peter Parker it doesn't work as well because you don't have that relationship you get the relationship between the different heroes but you don't have the time to spend to build up the main base relationships that he has yeah well, it's about the MCU and what we've gotten out of Tom Holland's Spider-Man so far is, sure, we have two standalone films, you know, where he does go up against some villains that are personal to his own story. Yeah. But after that, it's all these, quote-unquote, Avengers-level threats. He's basically fighting villains that are foreign to him mm-hmm. and don't really impact his development as a character anyway. All his character development comes from the other heroes he's surrounded by. Well, even... Uh, even in Spider-Man in uh, Far From Home, his villain, sure, it's a villain he's dealing with, but he's a, it's a villain that was created and mostly has a connection to Tony Stark. Yeah. 
and that's that's kind of a big issue is that the current Spider-Man we have hasn't had a chance to develop independently of sort of the repercussions or consequences of things that other characters have done within that universe. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have any ability to really truly become the Spider-Man that we know and love right now. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, I guess that's great. Everyone has a different flavor of Spider-Man that they enjoy. Um, I guess with the exception of Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, but no, there's actually, and I mean, I even him in general, he's yeah, I think he's a he was a good Spider-Man. He was just a he had bad movies. He was a bad Peter Parker. <laughs> so I used to think that, um, mm-hmm. in while he is a slightly more confident Peter Parker than where you normally see from the movie side of things, really than a yeah. run around this thing now. Um, if you really think about it, it, Peter Parker has to be pretty smooth in general as a as a person to uh, get who, two people that are basically considered some of the most attractive people in the universes, mm-hmm. um, and has flirted with many of the main God damn it, many of the main uh, female heroes in, in in the universe. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. Put, put it this way: Peter Parker got game. Yeah, they just uh, they just like put his game on 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 like eleven in fucking the amazing they, movies. Give him some fucking Chad vibes, is all. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, I don't know. I uh... I mean, it's not the worst. I'll put it this way: it's not the worst depiction we've gotten of Peter Parker or Spider Man before. So, <laughs> um, that being said, I mean, a lot of people are used to that classic sort of. Spider-Man and Peter Parker dichotomy where in putting on the suit and becoming Spider-Man is what gives Peter his confidence because mm-hmm. he's no longer Peter at that point. It's very much a, a Hulk and Bruce Banner kind of vibe. Um, where after taking off the suit, he's back to normal Peter Parker, this shy, nerdy guy who just happens to be the fucking super genius in his own right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean... We, we've got a new movie coming up. It's not that far away. It's in December. Um, I also and... real quick want to bring up the fact that we were talking about Venom. Uh, that's <laughs> how much we cared about that movie. It was so bad <laughs> that we immediately started talking about Spider-Man instead. Well, that's the thing that got me about that mid-credits roll, right? Is that was the reason to go see the movie. Did you guys see it in Dolby? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We saw it at the XD theater. Fucking $18. <laughs> Eighteen dollars to see a three-minute scene, uh, <laughs> which I'll put it this way: if you have no interest in the Venom movie at all, if this is just not a movie that's on your list to go see, just watch. I'm it. sure you can find somewhere that has that mid-credit spoiler posted, and just mm-hmm. watch that, and you'll get everything you need out of that movie right away. <laughs> because you don't, you don't need to watch. Let there be carnage to even really understand anything about what's going to happen in the future. Um, Okay, Toxin may be a thing. Who knows? Who cares, honestly? Toxin may be a thing. Uh, (laughs) The Shriek may be back. Um, (laughs) What we do know for a fact is that Dan, while not a horrible person, uh, is an idiot, because why would you go in a attack the the bad guy instead of mm-hmm. while everyone is distracted go save your fiance um dan is so dumb dan gets for lack of a better term 
cucked super hard in this film. <laughs> By a symbiote, mind you. <laughs> oh, don't. God, that was the worst. And this is filled with bad scenes. The scene where fucking uh, Anne is like flirting in, in like calling Venom or fucking sexy and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? This is a bad movie. Um, Highly uncomfortable. <laughs> it is so, it is so ham fisted and so on the nose that you could have swore somewhere in the middle of your movie, the guy in the projection booth just swapped in a really bad porn DVD for like five minutes. <laughs> Hold on. I gotta see if it exists. Oh, it does. It's called Vencom. <laughs> the Venom porn parody movie is just called Vencom. Uh, <laughs> uh, why are these things allowed to exist? We need a multiverse so I can escape the one we are currently in. Hold on, let me go log into the uh, the Space Time Taco Pornhub account to add that to our favorites. <laughs> I almost forgot that we had that for a second. Uh, all right, so. We give if we had to give this a, a ranking like a, uh, a a a through F. We're gonna do A through F like like schools. Um, I don't even know if schools still do A through F. Uh, <laughs> what what would you give Venom? I I give it. I'll give it. I give it a C. Literally C? right in the middle. Right. I'd give it a D plus. Yeah. <laughs> um. That that plus is just for the after credits. Um. It's it's bad. It's a it has enjoyable moments. Kim and I talked about the the one shot. Like it, you know how movies a lot of people talk about the one shot in the movie that really stands mm -hmm. out. That shot where Venom not Venom, uh Carnage tendrils all out and comes up and like prepares the is about to go in for the attack, but he goes up against the stained glass window. I love yeah. that. I thought that looked great. In general, Carnage in general Mm -hmm. looks pretty good like pretty good for what they did in this movie um the tornado thing what the fuck um <laughs> the tornado thing was so fucking but keeping him <laughs> keeping him in the dark in the night you don't see him around in the day was the best decision they made well it is because we know from the previous movie the cgi in these films is not amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah um that being said, the action in this film was a lot more intense, but you could also follow it a lot better than in the first movie. See, I, some of it, sure, but like the the big fight between Venom and Carnage, it really was. It felt oh, yeah. too um, mushy. I guess is the best word. Well, that's a lot of these. The fights definitely did lack some impact there, um, but I guess that plays in the, the way they did. Carnage's sort of combat style in this, with all the tendrils and stabby bits that he has on him, mm -hmm. uh, where Venom is more of just like a straight up brawler using his fist more or less to beat everything up, um, and that's kind of the way they did his. That's kind of the movement pattern that they did for Venom in this one because he doesn't have any of the Spider-Man powers yet anyway. Yeah. Um. So he moves around very much like the Hulk did in previous yeah. films. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I kind of actually like that. His his uh, traversal, it made me think of um, fucking Crackdown. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he's, it's even more akin to the games like Prototype, 
Um, mm. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if you take what Prototype, it, Prototype is based, if you want to play a game where you get to be Carnage, go play fucking Prototype. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, no, I think the shot for me in the movie is him actually doing the Let There Be Carnage line as Carnage. They increased the bass so much in the theater when you said this. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just, I'm a sucker for like big bassy lines. One of my favorite lines from the Halo series in Halo 3 is when you're walking through the infested uh, high charity ship and you hear uh, the fucking grave mine talking in your head. Mm-hmm. And at one point he just screams at you, submit. <laughs> I don't know why. I just like those lines. I'm a sucker for those big ass bassy impactful lines. That's when Master Chief <laughs> says no bitch, right? Or fuck yeah, this pretty... guy and then eats his head. Um... <laughs> <laughs> there are some things about Master Chief we did not know before now. <laughs> Man, I can't wait for the Master the Halo movie when they cast Chris Pratt as Master Chief. Um... <laughs> All right, I think this is a good place to stop today. Today, today, this week, whenever this is happening, whatever. <laughs> Goodbye, Spider-Man. Goodbye, Venom. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Space Time Taco. As always, follow us on all the social media. Just search Space Time Taco. You can find me everywhere as Time Lord Brigo. And you can find me everywhere now officially as a little teapot. Because someone took the initiative and made a Twitter account for him and said, hey, <laughs> don't tweet your stupid shit on this one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, go inside and play video games. <laughs>